0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, Visit SwiftlySocial.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have Samantha Suffering here today. She is a coach and also a fellow podcast host, and we're going to talk all about how she's gotten to where she is and her journey in business and life. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. So tell everybody, in case they don't know you, who you are and what you do.
0: Yeah. As you mentioned, I am a coach. I do business coaching and primarily work with moms who would like to either launch or grow their business from home. So typically online service-based type businesses. I love chatting with them about business strategy and authentic marketing, and then my background is in counseling, so I get deep in the mindset with them.
1: That's awesome. So how did you switch from counseling to business coach? Yeah, it's kind of an
0: interesting story. Prior to getting my master's in counseling, I had studied marketing and psychology And had had a couple jobs where I had the opportunity to take either a program or a business through a change and see some awesome results with it. So I always kind of felt like I had this knack for seeing little shifts that would make something be more profitable or more efficient. And obviously, that's kind of what you do with counseling with somebody's mind, not their business but there also was a time where i was kind of wrapping up my degree in counseling i was just about to graduate we moved across the country i had my first child and a lot of life circumstances came up including postpartum mental illness for mm-hmm. me that kept me from building my career and like really getting out there and building what i thought i was going to have so once I recovered from that, I was really trying to figure out how to have a career but still be able to stay at home. So, as you probably know, there's a lot of weird things that come up when you search make money from home. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I tried a lot of them, and many of them are not very lucrative, but I had the really good fortune when I was trying to build a network marketing business. I was listening to this podcast about business. There was a woman interviewed who was a therapist and she had started an online life coaching company. And just hearing her talk about what she was doing, I was actually driving. I pulled over and looked her up immediately and emailed her and asked her if she was interested in hiring more coaches because she was building a team of coaches. And she brought me on. She trained me in coaching and gave me a ton of clients for several years. I am so grateful to her, grateful to myself for listening to that podcast and staying (laughs) open to opportunities. After a couple of years with her, I decided to launch my own business and kind of get back to those marketing and business roots and answer that question that I had had as a mom of how in the world do you make money while you're at home with your kids?
1: Yeah, that's so important because I think a lot of moms do want to make money. They do want to have a career, but they, like you said, they want to stay home with their kids. But the opportunities for a lot of those moms are not necessarily the best. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you said, and I think that's where you're unique because you can show people like the real way that they can both be fulfilled and also make money and do it in a non let's be honest, spammy, scammy way that <laughs> yeah. some of those network marketing, no offense, MLM people, I love you, but your marketing tactics suck.
0: It's so true.
1: <laughs> I was just having a conversation with one of my team members about this because I'm launching a new program before newbie female entrepreneurs and she was like oh you should work with MLM people and I was like uh Mm -hmm. I don't know and she was like oh they need you they need the help and I had never really thought of it that way they're going about it the wrong way because they've only been taught that way
0: yeah yeah I actually work with a few women who are in that kind of business it has been incredible because I used to be in that industry and I was moderately successful But it's been pretty amazing using the same techniques that I use with my regular clients or my clients, you know, who have created their own thing. Using those same things with the network marketing style of business, it still works. You can actually be really successful in those businesses using more traditional and mainstream types of marketing. I've been kind of excited to see, oh, it works. It actually works. (laughs) Yeah,
1: totally. I think it's cool because I think we have a lot in common in terms of, you mentioned you really like authentic marketing and I Mm -hmm. do too. I'm all about the heart-centered approach. And I think that's really rare on social media and in marketing these days because everyone's all about, look at me, look how much money I make, look at my perfect family, look at my perfect clothes. But the people that I follow, the people that I want to emulate are those women in business who are saying, "No, I don't have my crap all together. No, like I had a really hard day. No, like I didn't make any money this week. Just because that's true. That's real life. That's what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we can show that to other women in business, we can break open this stigma of perfection and, and not good enough because we're all in the same boat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that too. And as you said that, it made me kind of think of the women that I really look up to in business. And it's all the the same things that you said. They're just really willing to share the reality and help you feel like I'm not alone. And I think there's a lot of fear when it's you as the business owner, not wanting to share the mess, not wanting to share the struggles. Because you feel like, well, if I show that I don't have it all figured out or that my income went down this month or, or that I'm afraid it will, because last month was the best ever, or, you know, whatever, whatever your drama is, because there's always something Mm -hmm. Sharing that it builds connection. It doesn't hurt your credibility. I think it actually increases it, which is maybe not our common sense thought Mm -hmm. about it, but it is the truth.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think a lot of us have gotten caught up into listening to the quote unquote experts who have said, okay, you have to have every post planned, you have to have every single thing perfectly branded, you have to look perfect. That's beautiful and great if you're a corporate entity or a corporate or giant company. But if you're a solopreneur, if you're a coach, if you're a marketing executive, people don't want that. They want to see you as a person. Somehow we've forgotten that our clients are people just like us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of authenticity, (laughs) (laughs) what has been your biggest challenge in business so far? Yeah. So my biggest challenge was
0: when I decided to launch my own business and take the step away from the other coaching company to branch out on my own. I had some ideas about what a coaching business looked like. I had seen hers. I knew all the things I wanted to change to make hers better. And I thought, I'll just go out and do that. And it was not that simple. I think a lot of us start our businesses Watching people who are further along, and we make some decisions in the beginning of our business that are not appropriate for a business that's just starting. Like, for instance, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna start with a course, <laughs> even though I have no <laughs> audience. <laughs> it just it it's not a recipe for success. So yeah. that whole first year, it was so many errors and so much failing, and I really, you know, wanted to make it work and felt like I need to figure this out. There was a lot of shame around like this is an area that I'm claiming is my area of expertise and it's such a struggle. Mm. Um after about a year, I decided, what am I doing? I need to (laughs) make this work or end it. So I decided, okay, I'm going all in. I'm gonna make this work, be really committed, I'm gonna hire a coach. So I did. And that was in December of last year. So it hasn't even been that long. hasn't even been a full year. Like immediately things started shifting Mm -hmm. because you get out of your own head when you have those other eyes on your business. I really started to narrow in on the things that were most important and most effective, like stop creating courses and tinkering on your website and actually talk to people. Mm -hmm. And And it's just been really incredible since then. But that whole first year was just like, this is never going to work. I'm never going to be successful. I'm a fraud, you know, all of it.
1: Yeah. And I think all of us have had that imposter syndrome, that that feeling of being a fraud. I mean, even last week I was speaking at my first big conference. I was Mm -hmm. in front of hundreds of people who were like, okay, you're an expert in (laughs) heart-centered Facebook ads. And here I was being like, oh crap, like who am (laughs) I to sit up here and say these things? It was just shocking. And, you know, me 10 years ago couldn't even imagine having a business, but me of a year ago couldn't imagine speaking in front of these people, but here I am. So we just kind of have to go through that and realize no matter how successful we are, no matter how many accolades we get it's probably still going to pop up all the time.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like anytime you try to do something new or step out of the comfort zone, your brain wants to keep you safe and put you back in the comfort zone. So it's going to tell you things like, you can't do that.
1: Who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. I mean, I like to hope that like Oprah still has doubts about who she is, even though she's Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she does about her new
0: things, you know, and she does something different.
1: Yeah. Ladies, if you're listening to this, you challenges will come up all the time, but you just kind of have to keep going. That's that's what I've learned in the past year is I really have to just stay in my own lane and do my thing and ask for help when I need it, but don't look at everybody else because yeah. you're totally doing the right thing. I'm sure of it. You just don't think you are. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah. What is your biggest fear in business? I think this is a a totally different beast, but what is your biggest (laughs) fear around business or around what you do?
0: Fear is something I talk about a lot in my business with my clients, all of that. Something that I tell my clients all the time when they're freaking out is that at least once a week, I will have this moment where I'm like, All of my clients are unhappy with me. They (laughs) all want to quit. They're all going to quit. This business is going to fold because they're all going to ask for refunds. And I'm going to like lose my house Uh and be on the street.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm laughing because that's a weekly thing for me too. And have you found when you put that in your head, when you're like, oh, this client hates me, they're going to fire me, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it actually happens because you've made that happen. I have not gotten
0: to that point, luckily, because I now have two coaches that I will be working with for the rest of my life, you know, unless I like outgrow (laughs) what they offer and need a new thing. I get a lot of babysitting of my thoughts with the work that they give me and the work that I do with them. So luckily Mm -hmm. I don't take it that far, but it would easily go that far if I wasn't doing the work for sure. Yeah. Because we we create our results with our thoughts. And yeah. if we're having those kinds of thoughts, we will create that reality.
1: Yeah. And I have come to understand as a business owner that it's not usually about me ever. When someone mm-hmm. fires me, it's about them. It's not about me. It's just really self-centered that I'm always thinking that. But <laughs> As a business owner, it's really hard to not take that personally. When your whole livelihood, your whole life is on the line with each client. Mm -hmm. But I've found that when I'm obsessing over that client, when I feel like they're unhappy, sometimes it happens that they end up being unhappy. You really have to guard your thoughts and yeah, just work on your mindset. That is the biggest piece that I tell people all the time, even with Facebook ads. If you don't believe your launch is going to go well, guess what? It's not going to go well.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree so much. I think there's so much to what you're thinking and how it affects the energy you're bringing to it. And I'm not one to be super woo woo. So I don't want people to hear it and think like that I think there's magical forces afoot or anything. I really think that this is just the basics of how our brains work Mm -hmm. and how they affect everything we do.
1: Yeah, they do. When you get down to it, it's science. It's how your brain works. It's not just magical energy. Though, I mean, I think there might be some of that at work, but also it is science. It is actually happening in the Mm -hmm. portion of your brain. So you can rewire your thoughts. You can rewire your behaviors if you put the effort into doing it Mm -hmm. in order to change these thoughts and beliefs, do you have any sort of routine that you practice in the morning or the evening or both?
0: Yes. So, As you know, I'm a mother, I have Mm -hmm. young children, so I don't have a beautiful morning routine. Um, I'm also not a morning person, so I for sure try to get every last minute of sleep I possibly can in the morning. So that's not my mindset time, Um, but after I get the kids off to school, I've had my coffee, things are quiet, then I take my time to go through my mindset work. And the exact activities and prompts can vary from month to month or day to day, Mm -hmm. kind of depending on the assignments I get from my coach. But the basic idea is that I kind of clean out my brain of all the weird, negative, strange, crazy (laughs) thoughts that are in there. Yeah. All of that down on a piece of paper. Just one page is enough. I just get it all out. And then I will pick one of them to kind of investigate further to see Mm. how is this making me feel? What is this making me do? And what kind of result can I expect to create by thinking this thought? And it's always terrible. Then I shift over and think okay, what are the results I actually want? Mm. What do I have to do to get those? What do I have to feel to get those? What do I have to think to get those? That's kind of how I bring myself to a more productive or positive space
1: that day. That's great. I love that, how you kind of break it down. I mean, I do something similar, but I always love hearing people's morning routines or just routines in general, mm-hmm. because everyone does something slightly different. And I always think, oh, I want to try that. Let me let me pull that little nugget out and try that because I'm always trying to perfect how to make my mindset and my day and my workflow better. So that's super cool. I'm going to try that investigating. And I would say it's almost like reverse engineering.
0: Yep. Um, it is.
1: Your thoughts and your beliefs. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is for sure. And
0: something that I found is really important in this process is that you need to kind of recognize the result that you're going to get will come from an action you take Mm. and the action you take is going to be inspired by whatever you're feeling and thoughts create feelings. So the thought is really at the root of everything. If you try to start at a thought, like I'm thinking, all my clients hate me and my business is going to fail and I want to switch to, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow or whatever. (laughs) You (laughs) are most likely, unless you are on that trajectory and there's evidence that's pointing to being a millionaire tomorrow, you are most likely going to have some negative feelings come up from that initially, that thought, Mm -hmm. um, because it's such a big jump. So you want to make sure that the new thought is something you believe you want to make sure that it's creating the right feeling in you. And sometimes that is not something that's super positive. Sometimes it's not even like the most high vibe kind of thing because it's just like a really big leap. Sometimes you need to kind of just have a intermediate thought. One that I really like is I'm going to figure how, out how to do this no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that one's very like... Committed, determined, gritty. But sometimes in that moment, you need that. Another one I love is I am a business owner because that's a fact. That's true. It can also be really empowering when you're in that moment of like, my life's falling apart. You can be like, I'm a business owner. It really like encourages you to step up and take action and like put on the big girl pants and get on with the day.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I was just talking with my coach about that, about how that conference I went to, I realized even though I've been doing this for years, I have been acting from a place of, I'm a freelancer, I'm a contractor. I haven't been acting as if I am a, the CEO of my company. Mm-hmm. And that is such a powerful thing to switch into. And I was like, why the heck am I not acting like this? Clearly people are looking at me as an expert. But here I am going, uh, like all these things are just loose ends because I don't step up and I don't talk to myself and act as if I am the way that I am perceived by other people. Yeah. So that's a powerful nugget for you guys. You need to really act the way you want to be perceived and the way people probably perceive you, which Mm -hmm. is a leader and a powerful lady.
0: Oh, Yeah. We are all so much more powerful than we realize. I just wish every woman could see themselves the way other people see them.
1: Yes. Um, I
0: wish my clients could see themselves the way that I see them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing that I think all the time, especially with you know, like girlfriends who are just having hard times and they're struggling and they're just like, Oh, I'm worthless. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, you could see how amazing you are not even mm-hmm. at business but just as a person. I want to challenge all of you ladies to go tell your friend, go tell your peers in business, go tell them what you see in them and how much you appreciate them and the cool things they're doing because we don't see it in ourselves most of the time.
0: It's so true, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, this has been so much fun, <laughs> and I'm so glad that you were able to come on the show. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online and how they can get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, so my website is tbhcoach.com. I also would encourage anybody interested to check out my podcast. It's called the Badass Mother Podcast and it's available everywhere podcasts are. If anybody wants to contact me, they can reach out on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.com slash tbhcoach, You can join my group, you can message me, we can hang out. I really love having that personal connection with my audience and people who are interested in what I'm doing. If you message me, I will respond.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's good to hear. Thank you so much. And I am it was such a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm excited to see all the amazing things that are gonna happen for you in 2019. Thanks so much. You
0: too. I've been really enjoying watching you just in the groups that we're in together, watching you grow and watching your business take off. It's just so nice being in a community of women who are really taking it to the next level. So thank you for being that example to all of us. And thank you for what you do.
1: Well, thank you. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.